the word of the Lord from Luke chapter 1, verses 57 to 80. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him Zechariah after his father, but his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors. And all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. John the Baptist is to go before the Lord to prepare his ways. That's Zachariah's answer to the curious in a nutshell. Remember how strange John's arrival has been. An angel has appeared to Zechariah in the temple and told him that he and his barren wife Elizabeth will have a son. And because Zechariah doesn't believe the angel, he's been struck mute ever since. Sure enough, the barren and aged Elizabeth conceives and a boy is born. Family and friends gather on the eighth day for a circumcision and naming, preparing to call him Zechariah. 
Elizabeth insists, however, that her son will be named John. And when they appeal to Zachariah to overrule her, he writes the same thing on a tablet. And immediately, Zachariah can speak again. And immediately, he begins to bless God. You've got to admit, it's a little bit different than the usual order of events. Although, to be fair, I do know of sister congregations in which a baby's name isn't spoken in church until the baptism, which is kind of a cool thing if you think about it. At such times, however, the father hasn't been struck mute for nine plus months. And so all who hear Zechariah's return to speaking in his song of praise, they ask the question, what then will this child be? And again, in a nutshell, John will go before the Lord to prepare his ways. There's a lot to ponder right there. If John is to prepare the way of the Lord, it means that the Lord himself is about to arrive. If John is preparing the way of the Lord, it also means that John's the fulfillment of prophecies like Isaiah 40, as we heard last Sunday. A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And this opens up even more because that prophecy in Isaiah 40 is all about the coming of the Messiah. Not to judge, but to bring comfort and peace to his people because the Lord comes to pour out grace upon grace upon them. And that's huge given the context. When Isaiah is a prophet, Jerusalem is about to be destroyed because of the wickedness of its people, because of their rebellion against God. Even though they deserve no kindness from the Lord because of their sin and revolt, he promises to keep his promises. And so he says the Savior will come, and he will come to bring comfort and peace. The Lord, Yahweh Most High, is even proclaiming this to the people in the names. Zechariah means Yahweh remembers, and John means Yahweh is gracious. What then will this child be? He will be the one who goes before the Lord to prepare his way. And the Lord is coming because he remembers his promises. And so he comes to be gracious. That's what Zechariah's song is all about. We don't know for sure that he was singing, but poetry was usually sung in Bible times. And this text has been set to music for centuries for use by God's people. It's called the Benedictus. We sang it during Matins this morning. Look at what he says about the Lord, for he speaks of grace upon grace upon grace. The Lord has visited his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation from the line of David as he promised by his prophets of old. He has remembered his covenant to show mercy, to deliver his people from their enemies to give them knowledge of salvation in the forgiveness of sins, to give light and to guide their feet in the way of peace. As you hear Zechariah's song, do you hear any reason for fear at the Lord's coming? None at all. Zechariah sings to comfort God's repentant people. The Savior is coming to bring grace upon grace. And this is good news indeed. 
it is also most unexpected, for it is not the way of this world except for divine intervention. When most consider their sin and God, they usually end up dreading Judgment Day. And that day is coming, and so you also are to go before the Lord, though in a different sense than John. You are to go before the Lord as one goes before a judge or the local magistrate. I have no desire to stand before any judge, because it means that I am on trial and accused of some wrongdoing. It means that if I'm convicted, there are consequences. You are to go before the Lord. The last day is called Judgment Day for a reason. Most people dread it because no matter how hard they might try to deny their sin, they know they've got it. And if you stand before the judge sinful, then he's going to say, you're sinful, and consequences await. Where are you in the meantime? Zacharias says it well in a few words. You dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death. It's not a good place to be. But apart from Christ, you're stuck. If you run further away from God, things only become darker and deader because there is no life to be found. If you run toward God with your sin, then you face his wrath and the honest judgment that you're sinful and deserve his wrath. Kind of leaves you stuck, yes? With sin bound to you, you're stuck hiding from God and hoping that he doesn't draw near. But sooner or later, you'll go before the judge. Your only hope then would be that prior to the last day, your sin would somehow go away. This is where things get better. Your sin doesn't somehow go away, but the Lord takes it away in a most intentional manner. How can Zacharias sing such things before the Messiah appears in Luke 1? Because the Messiah comes to save. He follows the way prepared by John, and his way leads to the cross. And when he arrives there at Calvary, the Messiah is bearing all the sins and infirmities of the world. He carries in himself every last bit of ammunition that your enemies of sin, death, and devil have against you. He dies in your place. He rises again three days later. And risen again, he visits you. He has visited you in your baptism. He comes to you by his holy word to speak your sin away. And he gives you his very body and blood that you might have forgiveness and life and salvation. Though sin, death, and devil still seek to haunt and taunt you to forsake Jesus, he keeps visiting with grace and salvation for you. Know what that means? It means that you don't have to live this life hiding in darkness, hoping that the Lord won't notice you. You happily live as one of his beloved children, confident that he doesn't hold your sins against you anymore. You happily repent and turn from that sin and seek to live according to his word, knowing how foolish it would be to hold on to sin and suffer God's wrath for what Jesus has already died for 
And knowing that for Jesus' sake, God's face shines upon you with favor. It also means that Judgment Day has no uncertainty for you. Jesus has completely spoiled the suspense of the last day because he's already told you what the judge will say. He'll say you're forgiven, innocent, cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. He'll say that because he has already taken your sins away, there is no sin left to be found in you. That means that on the last day and forever, you will go before the Lord, not to prepare his way, nor to face further judgment. You will be before the Lord as in in his presence, delivered from all your enemies to heaven where sin and death are no more. You will serve before the Lord in holiness and righteousness all your days, and your days will have no end. So, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed you. He has raised up a horn of salvation for you in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that you should be saved from your enemies and from the hand of all who hate you, to show the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant for your sake, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham, to grant that you, being delivered from the hand of your enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all your days. For by his word the Lord has given you knowledge of salvation and the forgiveness of your sins. Because of the tender mercy of your God, Christ the sunrise visits you on high, not to burn and consume, but to give light so that you do not dwell in darkness and you are no longer threatened by the shadow of death. Zechariah's songs of God's faithfulness to you that you might stand before the Lord forever. For the sake of Christ, he guides your feet in the way of peace all the way to everlasting life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.